0: Bonjour, bonjour, and welcome to another episode of EveryoneHatesMarketers.com, the marketing podcast for startup founders, tech people, and marketers who are sick of marketing bullshit. I'm your host, Louis Grenier. So today's episode and today's title sounds a bit clickbaity, doesn't it? Like how to send emails
1: with 83% plus open rates. Well, my guest today actually has those numbers. He actually sends emails that get opened by some of them by more than 80% of people. And he does that by using a system that just makes complete sense. And yet, I would argue more than 99% of people never use that, at least uh, email marketers. And it's true, isn't it, that you sign up to an email autoresponder or, or you sign up to download something, to download the guide, or you sign up to a newsletter and you start receiving emails that are not relevant to you. You start opening them and after a week or two, you stop opening them and yet the company still uh, sends you emails that you don't care about. But there is a
0: better way to actually send emails that people will care about, that people will be interested in, that will make people trust you. And this is a system,
1: a way of thinking that my guest today, André Chaperon, has mastered. He's a master copywriter, a master email marketer that I truly admire. He has a way with words and with emails that is just, Truly amazing, and in this episode you will learn how to send emails that get opened by that by eighty three percent plus uh, people. Like you will understand the system that is being used to segment people the right way, to delete people from your email database, to know how to send the right email at the right time, to use email autoresponders to, to send the right email at the right time. I mean, there's
0: plenty
1: of principles, plenty of practical things that we learn in this episode, that I've learned in this episode, that really makes me feel and understand that the way I, for example, currently ask for email and send email is is almost obsolete and, and needs to be changed. So. I really hope you will get a lot of value out of this episode with my guest, André Chaperon. He owns the business called tinylittlebusinesses.com and he has a course called Autoresponder Madness, which is what we're going to talk about today in more details. So have a listen and let me know what you think. André, what a pleasure to have you on the show. To to explain to the listeners... Who you are and, and why we are in touch right now. What happened was you sent me an email a few, a few months ago at this stage about the podcast. And I just thought you were, you know, somebody wanted to learn about marketing, somebody who just started out because there are a few people who contact me who are in this, um, in using this angle. And then I looked at what you were doing and I was like, Oh, wow. Right. So listeners will know that I'm not a fan of bullshit. And I don't really try to lie to impress people or or to compliment them. But you are the best copywriter I've ever come across. And I mean it. Your work is sensational. I read your courses from start to finish. And that's something that I don't do. I don't read stuff from start to finish. (laughs) So first of all, let me tell you well done, really on all the work. and Thank you for doing what you're doing.
2: Uh, Well, you're welcome. And it's, it's interesting that you've uh, referred to me as a copywriter because I'm not a copywriter. Uh, I've never been through a copywriting course before in my life. I do own a few, but uh, I've never been through them. I just, I just write naturally. And I think if you, if you really understand the, the needs of an audience, it just kind of, you know, works, works itself out. So. Um, I'm definitely not a
1: copywriter, though. Well, I'm not a marketer either. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't study marketing. I studied one year of business and marketing, but I'm not a marketer okay. in your definition either. I think you are a copywriter. You're a damn good copywriter and a damn good marketer at it, because I believe that marketers have have very good empathy for people and are able to yes. understand them very well. So I agree with that. It's, it's probably the part of it. So, OK, people are really interested in, in today's episode because we're going to talk about something that is pretty vastly done in the marketing world, which is email marketing and email autoresponders, email series, or whatever you want to call it. So you have a pretty interesting view on the problem that email, traditional per se, email autoresponders have. Uh, So what's wrong with email autoresponders today?
2: Well, I think there's probably a lot wrong with them, and... In all sorts of reasons and, and, and ways, but um, one of the things I wanted to do early on is I'm not a fan. Of, well, I love storytelling, and so I kind of use storytelling in the emails. So very early on, I was, I was trying to figure out how I can implement this. And and the best way to solve that problem was, was using autoresponders. And another element of that is because I'm somewhat lazy, and I just didn't see the need to send out broadcast emails you know, day after day after day manually. Um, and there's all sorts of things wrong with that and broken with that. Um, and things that I, that I personally don't like about that, which is why I, I just never did it and try to figure out a different way of doing it. So yeah, so from early on, I was just using autoresponders and then I got better at, at telling stories that, that span across a whole bunch of emails. So you basically serialize, um, your, your communication with people and, you know, much like when you're watching TV and your latest, you know, um, soap opera or whatever, um, it does the same, um, same thing. So it just basically takes a, takes a certain uh, narrative of, of what you want to say and it just plays it out over multiple emails. That's probably the easiest way to say it. Um, but I guess to to answer your question, I think it's just easier for people to write an email and click send and it goes out to the list. Um, so that's what people do, right? Um, it's a bit more complex and takes a bit more time and energy and mental thought to do it the other way, which is um, you know write a whole bunch of emails and stack them all together and make sure that they're all um, following on some some sort of narrative. does it make sense it does what what
1: so what's wrong with uh broadcast emails in particular? You said there's a few things that are wrong with them
2: well for one thing is they've pretty much you send them in in isolation, right so you write something there'll be a certain message that you want to put out. And you click send and typically, although not always, but for the most part, um, email marketers will just send it to the entire list, right? So if they have a prospect list and they're trying to sell something, they'll just, you know, t- uh, target the their entire list and click send. So that email is going to go out to everybody. Um, so the, so the few things that are wrong with that is that email is not going to be relevant to every single person, um, at that point in time. Um, it's also, Somebody that's just subscribed that, that very day, suddenly, you know, that, that very first contact with you is this email and that may be a marketing, you know, that, that email might be selling something. So that very first connection that they have with you, um, is trying to sell them something. Um, or you could be, or you could have sent this amazing email that's just like totally awesome and somebody subscribes the next day. So they now never ever going to see that email. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. So that's what I basically try to fix and using autoresponders. So then I can, at least for the first um few weeks, I can control that, that entire narrative, whereas I get an opportunity to connect with a certain person and they, they get no other emails from me other than those emails that have been pre-programmed in and take them down a certain journey. Um So then I can earn their trust and attention.
1: So it will be a little bit like, selling a book to someone but instead of starting at chapter one you start at chapter 49 but they can't go back to chapters before right
2: yes right and you know it's kind of random i mean you can subscribe to someone's list and you just might join when they in the middle of some promotion and you suddenly get these promotional emails and you know there's there's that there's a disconnect
1: so what we describe here is basically what i do which is (laughs) <laughs> pretty shitty, right? And I'm not trying to say anything apart from make, as you said, you know, grabbing people's attention so that they listen to to the podcast and mm. and hopefully changing their mindsets and and helping them along the way. But that's what exactly what I do. For every episode, I would publish, uh, I would write an email. It would get very little attention, even though I start to have a lot of people on the email list. It, it gets very little attention compared to what I think it could be getting. And the only thing I do send at the start is a small autoresponder sequence of three emails automatically sent two days after the other. And you actually went through the sequence and you probably like, you probably went, Oh my God, this is, this is very poor. (laughs) Um, And I know you did. I know you do. Um, You don't have to say it. So this is the problem we're going to try to solve in this episode is that most, most of us suck at sending emails. Most of us suck at trying to convince people to, to do what we want them to do using emails. And we have, With us right now, somebody who nailed the process of really understanding what people care about, really understanding how to tell a story in order to hook people in so that they keep reading. And so that, as you said, you can earn their trust. And trust is probably the number one currency of marketing. If people trust you, you can have a a proper relationship with them. You can, you, you can, you don't even have to sell them you know, it happens. People trust you and therefore they, they buy your stuff. They listen to you uh, and they consider you as, as an expert or somebody who knows their stuff. So today, what I'd like to do with you is really go through a step-by-step process for people to build an email autoresponder, an email sequence that actually works, that will really hook people and interest them. Sounds good to me. Right. So let's say, We have a business that sends autoresponders, uh, not autoresponder that will send once an email once a week or once every month with updates around, Uh you know, what they've been doing and they want to switch their focus to, to try to, to make, to make those emails a little bit more effective. So Mm -hmm.
2: what would be the first step towards this, this outcome? So I'm, I'm all about context and understanding that context um so basically what i mean by that is when somebody comes to a comes to your website and and then joins your email list right there's going to be something that they've seen some some promise that that's been made and then they'll as a result of that they they then subscribe right um so when i talk about context it's it it's it's that so if you go to someone's uh, clothing store um and they and they have a newsletter well there's gonna be some sort of promise to get me on the list, whether it's just, you know, get our updates on whatever, or it's typically gonna be a bit more specific than that. So understanding the reason why someone's joined the email list is very important because it gives you some sort of signal or clue as to what they are interested in, right? Um, So I think that's where everything has to start. Um, So even before that very first email, And you need to be very specific about what that promise is because if it's very general, it doesn't give you a sense of what that person really wants and what they really care about. It's just like, get my updates. Well, that doesn't really tell you much. So that person is unlikely to – well, you don't have a sense of what they really want. So it's difficult for you to match um, what you write and how you write it um, specifically to their needs. So I guess that's the first thing is – having a very clear some copy before they get onto the email list and then basically the email list then becomes a journey so what I like to do is I like to frame that initial piece so they can so they're expecting a certain outcome so whether it's an email course that's probably you know that that's an easy thing to do because then people are expecting to get get a whole bunch of emails about a certain topic so yeah that's how uh, I guess I'll start it started. and then yeah then it's just Taking them down a certain journey. So I don't know if you want to give an example or if we should use an example that's that's more specific because it's it's sure. otherwise I, I'm just being very general here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna pick we're gonna pick a proper business. So just so <laughs> okay. for, for the for the sake of it, I just want to say you are very specific into something that we talked about in the podcast many times about positioning, about understanding the jobs that you're. Uh, product or your service uh, is being hired for, like the jobs to be done approach. So you're really yes. into profiling, understanding your audience using empathy maps, using avatars, using, you know, getting insights from different sources. And yes. in this episode, what I'd like to do is actually to go beyond that and talk about the meaty stuff about the hook and the storytelling about it, because we talked about this first aspect a few times before. And what I feel is probably one of the most interesting thing I've ever read in marketing is what we're gonna talk about in the next few minutes. You see what I did there? I'm not saying what it is. Um, so bef- so let's pick a business and let's assume that we do have a certain understanding of the audience. And perhaps for the sake of the, of the example, perhaps you wanna pick a, a business that you're familiar with so that you don't make up stuff.
2: Okay, so why don't I pick your business? Um, well, your, your um, podcast because um, I, s- I found it a few weeks ago, and i've been through i don't know maybe seven or eight of your podcasts and um, but guess what i've not been through them all and the reason why i haven't been through them all is because they're not all relevant to me i've chosen and i've and i've handpicked those those eight podcasts so far that are the most relevant for me so i've consumed them so and i love everything you're doing but that doesn't mean every single piece of content that you're going to have is going to be relevant to me and therefore you know, I'm not gonna care about all of it. So um, I think that's 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 the first distinction. Um, most people sell, they don't just sell one thing, like one specific thing, because then it's easy, right? Then then you know that they want to know about a certain thing. So if, for example, our email course, there's the prospect side of it, and then there's a the customer side of it. And I know that people that have come to that because it's so specific, well, they wanna know more about email. Whereas your, your podcast show, you know, there's, that's more general in the sense that it's all about marketing, all the different elements of marketing, which is great. But then because it's so much more broader, although it's, you know, because it, it's hitting all those different topics, those obviously are not going to be relevant to every single person that loves marketing, especially not, no bullshit marketing, right? Yes. So, um, yeah. So then from that point, me opting into your list like I did, obviously wanted to you know hear about more of your stuff so at that point you could you could have started to to do something um a bit more clever in the sense that trying to understand which one of all your i don't know how many podcasts you've got but out of that pool of stuff which ones are the most relevant for me so that's the problem that you're trying to be solved uh, uh, that you try and solve using automation right Yes. Um,
1: so let me cut you right here because we need to just lay down a few foundations before moving on to the, to the meaty stuff. I, I'm glad you picked the podcast because, uh, I do know that I do know my, my audience a bit and you are a marketer as well. And you would understand that. So just to give you an idea, the main, I say like three audiences that are listening to the podcast are number one, people who are looking to get into the marketing space, either because they, they want to get a career into marketing or because they want to start a marketing project. So that's number one. So beginners. Number two would be people who are like tech, tech people, like, uh, developers, uh, who are looking to, to, to use marketing in order to launch their stuff. So they are more technical people. And the reason why they give a shit about this podcast is because usually technical people tend to really hate marketing. And the third one would be people like you. Experts or people who have experience in marketing who want to have different perspective on things because they've been in the industry for so long, they're sick of it. Mm -hmm. So those are the three audiences, right? And let's maybe let's pick one of them and go through a typical hook that we can offer.
2: I think it's good. It kind of starts before that because you, you're going to have. All three of those, you know, those, those categories that you just mentioned, right? Um, those broad categories, you're going to have all of them joining your email list. And there's probably people that fall into different categories that you just haven't, uh, you know, spoken about yet. So, um, you want to as quickly as possible identify what those buckets are, right?
0: Um,
2: and then tailor make those emails so those, those emails that those people receive, like the, the emails that I receive, won't just be that stock standard three emails that you that you have programmed for everybody. That would be slightly different. And again, there's there's so many different ways to to solve this problem using email automation. So I, I think the easiest one to to understand could be this, right? So the very first email that goes out would just be a hey, you know, and in, introducing yourself. Um, and giving some context about why people should, should pay attention to you. Obviously, they've, they've probably seen some of it on your, on your website, but again, it's, you can go deeper with that or maybe even tell a little story, right? Um, and then basically that email could, could end off with, you know, it'll mean the world to me and it'll help me send you more open emails is if you could just tell me or, you know, identify to me which of these categories you're interested in. So you could then list out because I noticed when you go to your, your podcast show, you've got um, topics you've, so you've already identified topics, right? So marketing strategy, startups, uh, social media, and a few things. So you could, you could have those topics there, or you can be more, more specific and say, you know, are you into, um, positioning or copywriting or whatever, right? So you can, you can ask those questions Then based on the links that people click on or the little check boxes that, that they select. Your your email automation software can then tag tag me as I'm interested in positioning and jobs to be done and things like that. And I'm not interested in learning how to do a podcast show because I'm a shy introvert. So I'm never going to do one, um, although I enjoy consuming them. Um, So and then your system can then say, you know, if this tag exists, then launch this email sequence and that email sequence can then take me down a journey that's more relevant to to my needs and it can start to talk about stories about um so your podcast i listened to the, the other day was on positioning of I, I forget the gentleman's name but you know in that email you could tell a little story about about uh positioning and how it's you know how you can use it and then use that as a segue into and by the way here's this 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 really cool um podcast that i did with Whoever's name is. Philip Morgan. Um, yeah.
1: So let's let's stop here because you, you are delivering a lot of insight and a lot of value and it's important for listeners to to uh, to understand the steps required. So you would actually think about in advance of the, the buckets that would, people would fall in that would be potentially interested in. And once again, this comes with research. So we are skipping this part right now because there's a lot uh of interesting things regarding storytelling that I wanted to nail and there are a few episodes before talking about customer research that you can listen to. But mm-hmm. The thing here that is extremely important is to think about your audience first and to deliver them what they care about. So yes. if you're meeting someone for the first time in a marketing conference and you introduce yourself and talk about what you believe in, what you fight against, etc., etc., it's yeah. very likely that the first question you're going to ask is, and you, what do you do? Or, you know, what do you believe in? Or why are you here? And you will naturally ask questions, right? Yes. While in my kind of shitty product, uh, shitty email updates that I send, I don't do that at all. I don't ask them any questions. I just send them information that they, they might care about, they might not care about, as you said. So yes. what you actually basically advise is to follow the process you would you would use face-to-face and translate it into an email uh, or an email sequence, right? Yes. Um, and there is an interesting thing that you're mentioning here is the, the fact that you can tag Links and tag them with a specific, you know, tag in your email software, and then automatically send the next thing. So, I, I want to make a pause here because we, in this podcast I tend not to talk about technology and product too much because because those changes quite a lot. But email has been has been around for so long that I think it's safe to talk about them. So, I personally use ConvertKit to to do this, and ConvertKit. You might mention a few others uh, in the next few seconds, but ConvertKit allows you to select and tag people who clicked on specific links so the welcome yes. email or the, the email the second day could very well be click on the link that describes you the best like that is the closest to who you are i am a marketing expert i have no clue what marketing is right and then you can tag them those people uh appropriately right
2: yes exactly and in fact um I'm not sure if they still have it i'm presuming they do if you go to fool.com so fool is the motley fool Um, it's a finance um uh, investment newsletter um and that very very first email because they they've identified that there's the new investor there's the retired person that just wants to put their money somewhere and there's um i forget what what the third category is but they basically just ask it it's a very short email and they ask those three Things are you this person this person or this person and they've got a little picture for each one so this, so they've essentially, you know they've 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 taken the the custom avatar and they've associated with a certain link so those people can self select right at that you know right at the gate and then everything else is going to be based on that um selection um so yes it's, that's a similar thing to what we've just said now.
1: Apart from ConvertKit, which is uh, quite good for for people who just like bloggers, professional bloggers, what other tools would you recommend to get started in in tagging people in the right buckets? I
2: love ConvertKit. I think it's a great um, solution. Um, I use Drip. Um, So drip.co, I think, is is their site, or get drip. I've used... I was using um, ActiveCampaign before that, but there's some elements with um, some things that I just personally don't like about ActiveCampaign. So I so I migrated to Drip. Um, I think you know any of those systems and there's and there's many of them are fine so long as it so long as it can do what you need it to do and can do all the automations. And then once you get a bit more granular, there might be certain quirky things like the email editor, which is where I spend all my time with, um, active campaign is just terrible. So I just, to the point where I just couldn't use it anymore. Whereas, where's the drip one and the convert uh, kit one are great. They're, they're amazing. Um, so yeah, um, I would probably err away from using some, um, systems like AWeber or, um, MailChimp because they are just too basic and they're very list based and that's not what we want to do. So where's convert kits, drip, um, active campaign are tagging systems. So everything's flat. And you basically tag people based on interest or based on anything really. And then you can send emails based on those tags. So it's, it's very flat where um, all the old stuff is, is list based and which is just a terrible way of doing it.
1: So, we would send this welcome email. Basically, I would talk about the why, why the podcast is here, what I'm fighting against. And then the second email would be, OK, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? And you will click on the first link. It would tag you. And therefore, we launch a sequence after that. Or it, you would click on the other link. It will tag you with a different tag. And that that's going to be the, the the start of another sequence. What I like very much about this approach is not only are you able to segment people, But you're also able to segment inactive people, right? You are able to segment people who don't do anything on your emails whatsoever, right?
2: Yes. And then that triggers something else. And then we, we get to delete them. Um, or, you know, send out a certain email that says, Hey, you're about to be deleted because you don't, you're not clicking on those things. And therefore, obviously what I'm sending to you doesn't seem to be relevant anymore. And I'm all about relevancy. So, um, if you don't do anything in the next 24 hours, you'll be automatically deleted. And, um, it works great. It, it's, um, they'll either be deleted or they suddenly fire into life and say, Oh, no, no, please don't delete me. And then they click the links and they back in the system again.
1: So this is a, this is a thought that would give marketers goosebumps because what do you mean we're going to delete like half of our email subscribers like we we work so hard in getting this list like to five thousand people why should we delete all of those people i can already hear those uh asking this and it's fair it's a fair question i guess as you said it's all about relevance why would you send emails to people who don't care about you who never read them who have flagged them as spam a while ago there's no absolutely no point sending them emails right
2: in fact, it's 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 a negative. It's it, it's it's doing you a disservice because those emails that you're sending out aren't reaching those those primary inboxes now because um, you know people like Google have figured out that well you mass sending to 100,000 people but only 5,000 are actually paying attention and clicking the links. So you they in their eyes you just don't you know you aren't as trust, uh, trustworthy so um i think it's great to um to to use list hygiene to keep your list as tight and as relevant as possible so that's what we um, we do all the time and that's why our our open rates and the click rates are so crazy high
1: tell me more like let, let, let's let's make a, a pause and talk about your numbers a little bit what's your typical open rate um let
2: me go into my my drip now so i'll, I'll just read from the top down um and again we um because when I send emails, it, it's very rarely to everybody. It's, it's always two very, you know, segmented, um, segments of people. So starting on the list, 79.5, 83.3, 75.6, 70.7, 77.1, 83.7, um, 63.7, 54.1. So, um, wow. That's, that's yeah. just some of them.
1: It's the dream. It's a dream from a lot of marketers, I can guarantee you, because like if you hit more than 30%, people are happy usually, or even 20% at this stage. So that's pretty interesting. Um Now, I want to go a little bit more in details about the hook that you would choose in order to get people in, and in order to make people sign up to your email. Why the fuck would they sign up to your email in the first place? And after that, we can talk about the the thing that I found to be the most powerful uh, in your method. So, how how do you typically uh, like choose a hook? Let's say for my technical people who are looking to 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 use marketing in order in order to launch their product, what would you try to get them in?
2: Um what I do is to come up with a big idea and you know this this doesn't mean that you're always going gonna hit a home run out the gate, which is why it this this is a process um so for example, I will read every morning on my, on my on my iPad or my iPhone. i've got um the apple news app i've got another thing called flippad, which basically is just a news aggregator and then you can just tell it you know all the different categories that you're interested in. Um, so I'll just flip through, um, new stories and just read little things. And all the time, every single time there's always ideas because, you know, people don't get ideas by staring at a computer screen, you know, trying to think, think of an idea, right? That's not ideas come ideas come is when you're reading something and then it sparks an idea that then you can connect to something else. And that's how you have an idea. So the more that you broaden your, your domain knowledge about just stuff in general, um, you will then get these ideas. So then as soon as, um, say if I'm reading something, so the other day I was reading something on Bitcoin or this morning, I forget when it was, um, and the way that that it was written, it gave me some ideas of how I could connect that to something else that I'm doing, which has got nothing to do with Bitcoin, but you, you can use that as context, right? So then I'll just, um, you know, in the app, just, just say save, and then it'll save that post. Um, on medium is great because, uh, um, I love reading medium. And medium make it really easy for you just to save save articles right and then I'll always come back to my save list on medium or the Apple app or flip uh, flipboard and then use that to to you know create my my big idea and the big idea then is just connecting an idea um, that's out there to what I'm wanting them to focus their attention on so um, but I don't know if that answers the question, but that's that's certainly um, a way that I find that's that's really good is just the more stuff that you consume and be willing to connect ideas. Um, I think Stephen King said something like that whereas you know, ideas are these just these random things and you, and, and you get it in the moment. When you read something and then you can connect that thing to something else. And there, and that in that moment, you didn't created that, that little idea that didn't exist before.
1: So that's interesting. And obviously, that makes a lot of sense. So you would connect a story with what you want them to get into. That's basically, I think, what, what you're talking about here, which is, let's say, talking about Bitcoin, understanding what's going on with Bitcoin, and your brain would almost naturally make a kind of um, a connection with, with the job that you want them to do or the thing you want them to care about, right?
2: yeah so um to to give a real example then um I've got this site that i'd i'd written this 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 thing ages ago It uh, must have been i don't know uh, two thousand ten maybe and I was reading through this magazine um, Ireland magazine and it it, it uh, spoke about this you know if you wanted to retire and go to this island uh Ivanatu or Vanuatu, i don't know how to pronounce it and they were rate, and they were rated as the number one happiest place to live on the world by the happy planet index and i just thought this was an amazing story although it had nothing to do with with what i'm doing per se it created this this amazing hook this this big idea that i could hook people into and then through that, tie that into something else that I know that 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 they would be interested in. So I mean, you can see that live if you go to philipbully dot um, There's nothing for sale. It's just it's just a few uh, nine pages of content. But that very first page, you can see the the front page of the magazine. You can read the the copy on the first page is all about that magazine and that story. And then as it gets nearer the bottom of that first page, it segues into how I spun that around and then connected it to something else that, that, that I know that they're interested in. So if that makes sense.
1: So the key word here is really storytelling, isn't it? It's about hooking, hooking people with good story, something that would make their, their like something that would pay attention to because that's what humans really do like is stories. We do like that. Right? So, Let's move on to the next step. We have understood, we have identified a hook. We have sent this first welcome email, this second email to understand who they are a little bit. And now we're going to build what you call a SOP opera sequence, right? Like the SOP opera sequence, which is like uh, the basic, you know, rom-com type TV shows that you (laughs) use. This weird thing that basically I've keep doing it, I've keep doing that for the for the last for the last twenty five minutes, and I don't know if you guys listeners have noticed is that I keep referring to something that will happen, like uh, the very meaty part of this episode. I don't mention it. I just open the loop and I don't close it, and your brain will say, "Fucking hell, I want to know what you're talking about. Tell me what this what this this end. Will close the loop for me." And this is yeah. what happens with TV shows like Lost like you know breaking bad and all those amazing TV shows, they basically create what you call open and nested loops. So tell me more about this because that's really blew my mind. I really <laughs> love this concept of in storytelling.
2: Yeah, so you know, if you're listening to any of those T V programs, um every single time without a you know, without fail, um at the end of every episode there's gonna be a big cliffhanger right and there's going to be this big thing oh i wonder what's happening going to happen next and then the damn thing ends right so in your mind it's it's just churning away and you have to tune in the next day and if you binge watching so we binge watch netflix and it's like oh, okay one more one more episode then and then one more turns into four more episodes and next thing you know you've you've just lost 5 hours of your life right and that's all to do with those open loops at the end those those cliffhangers and so basically i just took those that, that idea and I use them in emails and it, it, it works amazingly well. You can, you can, you can open up this, this loop. So this, this idea or this thought, but then you don't close it in that same email. And you might close that in the next email or the email after that. And you can open and close these things as many times as you want. And it just creates tension and anticipation for more. Um, and that's, and that's how I get people to stay tuned into into these emails. Otherwise, you know, when you're just sending sending out random broadcast emails, you can't use open loops because the next broadcast email is probably going to be completely different, right? Um, so yeah, so it's basically a soap opera sequence is this narrative that then can play out over however many emails and within the context of those emails that are going out, um, you you get the luxury of dropping these, these, these open loops to create more engagement and anticipation and and uh, it's funny i mean you can you can do all, all sorts of little tricks um one of the things i like to do is um in the email the subject line is i'll say part um part one or and then uh, the second email will be part two or step two or something like that where the, where they can see that there's this sequential thing and then sometimes what i do is then i'll i'll miss out one so if they've just consumed part three i'll miss out part four and then it'll be part five uh on purpose and it drives people. People nuts. They, they, they'll, they'll email back and say, I think I've just missed an email. I didn't receive part four. Um, it's great. And it keeps them, <laughs> it keeps them, uh, um, interested, right?
1: So this is a phenomenal type of idea and it's really simple. And everybody would say, da, that makes complete sense. But you managed to turn, to turn this cliffhangers, uh, technique and this technique of open and nested loops within emails. And you have a very set process to do so. I loved, I loved how you explain how you actually do it. So you basically take blank sheets of paper and and, or or more importantly, blank emails, blank piece of text. You put that on your screen. You put like five or six columns and you would start creating the story this way and you would start creating the loops, closing, uh, starting in one email, ending in three emails after. And the important thing that we need to, to talk about here is that you would actually, you can using this technique, Open many loops before closing them, right? So a typical thing would be in a TV show, let's say in Breaking Bad, the main character will enter a shop and start talking about the, to the, to the salesperson. And the salesperson will say like, you know, back away or I'll kill you. And then boom, that moves on to another one, another scene where yeah. it's maybe the girlfriend doing something else. And this leaves you to a cliffhanger where you want to know what happened to both and you don't know. So you have now you're engaged in two smaller stories that you want to know the end of. And this is how they get your attention. This is how TV show makers, movie makers get your attention.
2: Exactly. And it, it works it works so well. So typically um, in the main body of the email will be the main narrative that that plays out. Um, but what I also do um is in, in the PS section is I'll have this little subplot. Um so it'll be this little sideways uh, discussion or um, narrative that plays out that's got nothing to do with, with the main body. I mean, so in the PS, I could be more personal and talk about, you know, our cat and, well, I I'll, went I'll, I'll here there. And so there's this, so there's these two things moving at the same time and people love that. I mean, in fact, um, so many of our people just, they'll they'll scroll down to the bottom and they'll read the the PS first because they want to just see what I've written inside there. Um, and again, just, it's just different things to get people, really interested in the emails and consuming them all.
1: And I'm I'm interested in how we can help listeners to set their first open, uh, their first nest, their first hooks in, uh, in their email. So what would you typically advise them to do in order to do so?
2: Okay. So let me think, um, a case study is an us easy way. So you could, so if you using a case study to, tell somebody else's story. So you um, demonstrating somebody else as a hero that's that's achieved a certain result, right? So then obviously the reader is and you've done it in such a way that the essentially the 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 avatar or the persona of that case study is matched to to your reader. So when they're reading this, they're thinking, ah, that's not me, right? So then they've they are essentially injecting themselves into that story. Mm-hmm. And then within the context of that of that case study, you can say, um, you know, Lucy did something, but I'll tell you about that later. Um, and then you just continue, so it's, it's very subtle, and but it's like a bomb, and then you've just let go, and uh, it's 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 very jarring, right? It's like, oh, I wanted to hear about that, and then you just break rapport and you just continue on. Um, so that's probably the easiest way, and then you can tie it up. In a in the next email, hey, oh, by the way, I forgot to end off on telling you about this thing about Lucy. Well, here it is, and then you can then you give it to them, right? You always got to relieve the pressure. You you can't just open these loops and then never close them. Um, so, so yeah. that's
1: why so that's why, for example, with kids, that works really well. Uh, you know, you would tell them, no, I can't tell you, no, no, I can't tell you this, you know, and and they would say, please tell me, please tell me, please tell yeah, me. It drives it's, them nuts. it's really wired into our brain. We need to know things. And we are not here trying to talk about manipulation, okay, because that's another yeah. topic altogether. It's more about making sure that you deliver the information that you want to them, what you know will help them in the best way possible. Because People are lazy. People have no time. People have other stuff to do. And if you're not able to deliver this important information to them in the right way, you're going to lose them forever and you're never going to be able to make them, uh, to have, uh, to help them have an impact. So you need to see it this way is it storytelling is critical to marketing and it's critical to everything we do as marketers. Uh, so that's been really interesting. Um, Kind of a step by step, and I think people can take away a lot of things from it. Um, I would suggest people to try it out in a smaller, at a smaller scale, and see how it compares to their normal open race. And that I'm definitely going to start doing it. I can guarantee. <laughs> um, so to talk about you, Andre, a little bit more, uh, we were discussing that a little bit before we started the recording. But y- your your name is is very French, so it's uh, I would pronounce it Andre Chaperon. Uh, but you would, you pronounce it André Chaperon, so that's, that's yeah. fine. I can deal with that. Um, <laughs> you're the owner of uh, Tiny Little Businesses, and the course we are talking about right now is Autoresponder Madness, which yeah. has been around for how many years?
2: Um, version one we released in 2009. So uh, we went to the third iteration and the third edition, and the fourth one will be next year, early yeah. next year.
1: It's truly amazing how evergreen this type of content can be, and truly it's a fantastic storytelling. So... Just to be clear for listeners, uh, Andre is not paying me to do this episode. Uh, I'm genuinely really interested in, in what he did and his course is really fantastic. So I would really advise you at least to go to his website, tinylittlebusinesses.com because you will be hooked by just starting to read a few lines. Be careful, it's quite addictive. Um, <laughs> I, Because we're in the topic of storytelling, Andre, I'd like to know, is there a story in particular that would summarize
2: what made you who you are today um no well i mean i'm a shy introvert so um and who happens to be dyslexic so i wasn't supposed to be a be a writer right i mean that's that's the thing that that i shouldn't have done but um I, i guess because i'm a shy introvert um when i when i first tried email it just it it was so amazing because it allowed me to Just, you know, from, you know, from a piece of text, just type some stuff out and then send it and I could send it and I could communicate with an audience of people and still be a shy introvert. And that was that was just magical for me. So I just got better and better and better at it. So I think that's one of the keys is the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it, even if you're terrible and you just shouldn't be a writer. Um, you can definitely get better at it. So one of the other things you can do is just read a lot. Um, I read lots of fiction. Um, I, I read a lot more fiction than I read business books um, although I'm in business because storytelling is so fundamental to everything that we do. I mean if if you can if you can tell a story, then you win and your customers win because you know you you, you get to take something that's relevant to them and translate it into a into something that matters to them. Um everybody loves stories, right? So I think that's that's the big tip is just read fiction. Um the very first fiction book I read was um like a proper fiction book, um, was Persuader by Lee Child, um, which is book number seven of his uh, Jack Reacher series. And um I was thirty-five at the time, um forty three now, so that was a few years ago. And it just changed everything for me. And it's it's um it's had the biggest impact on my writing style is reading those, those Lee child books, those Jack Reacher books. Um, so for me, that was like the biggest shift is like, Oh, wow, this, this writing is amazing. And then it's, then it was basically me just taking that and applying it to, you know, the business writing. So,
1: So you were able to take away key, key things from those books, right?
2: Yes. His, his writing style. It's, I mean, it's very short, punchy sentences and, uh it's just written so well. Um, so although it's just fiction, you can take those, those elements, um, and just use them straight away, you know, just, um, make your sentences shorter and more punchy. Um, you don't have to start sentences with, with, with that. You can start them with, with any word you want. And essentially you just write like you, like you speak. And if you speak and you start a sentence with, with, and, well, then you start a sentence with, and, um, it's no different with email. Um, so I guess that's, that's, I I just got better over time. And I think that's anybody can do that. Um, there's no, um, and I guess people will, will hate me for saying this, but there's no quick fix. Um, you're not going to suddenly become the world's best uh, email writer in one week. Um, it's just something that you'll get better at over time. And yeah, the more you write, the more you read, the better you're going to get. Simple as that.
1: It's great because you, you answer the question I didn't ask yet, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> I wanted, read minds. Yeah, that's it. That's what we do. Um, I wanted to ask you more about resources that you would recommend people to use, but I guess this is it. And this is a very great tip for me, particularly because I do read a lot, but I read business books and I'm starting to get sick of it because I get the same insights over and over again. So as of today, right now, I I pledge to you, I will buy those books and I will fucking read them and I will apply them to my marketing because I'm sick of reading business books and I'm sick of listening to business podcasts. And let's read fiction a little bit more. Let's, Let's open our minds. And as you said, at the very start of this episode, which I like quite a lot, the more you open your mind to new things and stories and, and different angles, the more you'll be able to, to to relate to what you're trying to, to tell people, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if I can recommend two books to get, um, the one would be Persuader by Lee Child, so the Jack Reacher book, which is just pure fiction, um, but it's written so amazingly well, it'll impact how you write um, in whichever market you're in. And another book you can get, which is another $7 or $8, is a book by my good friend, uh, Michael Hague, which is a, he's a Hollywood story consultant. Um, so it's called storytelling made easy. Um, so just type in Michael Hague into Amazon and find the book. It's like seven or eight dollars. And it's basically, um, it, it takes you throughout through an entire storytelling framework that you can apply then to anything you want, not just for writing fiction, but for writing business and, um, backstories and origin stories and all sorts of stuff. Um, so that's probably, um, less than $20 worth of education that I think you can totally benefit from.
1: And uh, we talked about your courses, which is autoresponder madness. You have a few other courses that we let people discover if they go to your website. There's a few interesting ones that you should check out, <laughs> uh, tiny uh, you see what I did there. I just created the, uh, open a nest and people have to close <laughs> it themselves. Um, but, um, it's very good. yeah, you see, I'm trying to apply <laughs> stuff right away. Um, the third resource. What so apart from Lee Charles and your your good friend on, on on storytelling, what would be the third resource you would recommend to guests? And please get away from business stuff. Tell me more about those fiction things, fiction uh, books.
2: yes, okay. So, um, I forget what it's called now. Um, um, oh, that's it. Um, Pans um Wayward Pans okay so there's there's a it's a three book series um the first two books are free or in fact all three books are free if you're on uh, Kindle unlimited um so the first one is called Pans it's the Wayward Pans they actually made, made a little tv series on it um, a few years ago and the author is called uh, Blake Crouch um it's probably one of the best fiction um, serials that I've ever read. So it's it's only three books long. The first one's called Pawns. The second one's called Wayward, and the third one's called The Last Town. And seriously, it'll hook you to death. And there's open loops out the wazoo. They, they just, it's it's insane. Uh, I fell in love with reading that book. I couldn't uh, I couldn't put it down. And then I had to read the second book, and then I had to read the third book. In fact, I actually got the audio series as well, the Kindle one, and, and because the the narrator is is does such an amazing job of narrating the story. Um, so then I'll, I'll basically listen to the audio version, but on my Kindle, on my, on my iPhone, and I'll actually read it. So as, as he's uh, narrating it, I'm reading the, the book. So I still get to see the words um, and it's amazing. So I think that he will enjoy that.
1: The best proof that this is good storytelling is that even a storyteller needs to, need his fix, right?
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's interesting, right? You've been amazing. I think it's opening up a lot of ideas for for, uh, listeners and hopefully for me as well. I'm going to start to put my ass in gear in order to improve what I do to deliver the right information to the right people at the right time. Andre, you've been an absolute pleasure to deal with. I really appreciate the effort you're making because as you mentioned, you are a shy introvert and it's not necessarily the format nor the medium you're the most uh, familiar with or or comfortable with, but you did an amazing job and I really appreciate it. Uh, before we, we close, uh, this episode, where can people connect with you, learn more from you and
2: yeah, where can people connect with you? Um, yeah, I'm not on the social medias on purpose, I avoid them. So I I think the only way is to just go to my website and click on the contact, um, button and you can shoot me an email and we can, we can chat, um, uh, I read and answer all our emails. Um, although we have a support desk, um, I still get to see the emails. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one way, um, com. If you go slash email, um, it's our email series. It's free. Um, I think it plays out over a 30 day period and it's basically it, it, it goes deep into all these different elements that we've spoken about here. Yeah. And there's nothing to buy if you don't want to buy anything.
1: <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh- Yeah, I want you to say something that I completely forgot, so I guess we're going to (laughs) have to close it to this. But once again, André, thank you very much. You're more welcome.
0: That's it for another episode of everyonehatesmarketers.com. And this is the moment where I tell you to subscribe to our email list. So before you leave and go to another podcast or listen to another episode, I don't treat email lists uh, the way people usually treat their email lists. I really treat that as a, as a one-to-one conversation. So I'm going to send you very short and personal emails every two weeks, I would say. We, I'll inform you of guests in advance. I'll share with you So thank you so much once again, and au revoir.
3: And that's it for another episode of everyonehatesmarketers.com. Thank you so much